This is a Hoff Studios podcast. Can I ask you to introduce yourself to our audience? Hi, everybody. I'm Daniela Rabani with Mom Curious. And also, by the way, Laura Lucchetti's here. Yay! IRL. <laughs> Our oh, special I'm guest Pamela Watson. Hey, Pamela. Hi, um, celebrity fashion stylist, costume designer, mm. on air fashion commentary person, whatever. Mom, wow. foodie, <laughs> wine connoisseur. You know all of those things at all, and jo- and tall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so taken with your. Um, like you're so sparkly, like the moment you walked in, you have such a big sparkly aura Aww, personality. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm also really amazed. I know that you were telling me a little bit about your son and some of the challenges you're going through now, but you have two kids, 20 and 11, and yeah. you've been able to sustain yourself and build a pretty beautiful creative career yeah. in fashion yeah thank god hey brava hey it's not by myself though it, it, it comes with the support system like you know my um husband um and my mother and the love of an au pair really <laughs> we did au pairing for the second one when he came along i was like oh no I'm not struggling. I'm not beating my head against the wall. Yeah. You're going to get rid of that man cave and get make me a bedroom because I'm going to get me an au pair. And Tell so me more about that. Um, oh, my gosh. I need to know everything about an au pair. It is my dream. Yeah. I mean, and it's, and it's accessible. I think most people think that it's not. I mean, it's accessible. Um, they are young people who are looking to come over to the U.S. and get an experience and you're looking for child care. So, I mean, it really is almost like dating on Tinder. So, like, you have to read the profiles, read between the lines. What are they really saying? You know, are you really here because you're looking for a husband or do you really love children? Like, and then you interview them and, you know, you get some good ones and you get some bad ones. And, um, you know, the bad ones interrupt your schedule, your life, the kid's life. So you really do try your best to eke out the, the rotten apples as quickly as you can. Yeah. But the 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 upside of it is you get someone who is flexible to your schedule, which I need as a costume designer or a fashion stylist. It's yeah, you there's no 9 to 5 here. And you know, it's not Monday through Friday. Yes, so I needed somebody who's flexible. So I heard all of the get a college student. They don't they don't yeah. have the, the wherewithal, the staying power, um the responsibility and also their schedule is is kind of finite for for school reasons for the classes so if my schedule goes up and down and they can't i'm stuck right also you want to like hang out with your kid when you can hang out with your kid yeah so if i want to change my schedule around it will be a problem or or maybe it's a snowstorm and now they can't make it to you so your person is in-house and i loved that they live with you it's a good and a bad they live with you and then you always have someone and it's like 60 how many was, I think we get 60 hours a week, I think. Great. Um, and I mean, it was nominal. It was like $200 a week. No way. way. I mean, obviously, you have to pay the agency fee, which is kind of where it kind of gets you a little sticky. But payment plans, like they have it for everyone. You can pay it all at once, get a 5% discount. And you or, live with them. So you know, like, 
this is a trustworthy person. Well, you hope. And if they're not, you can figure usually, it out you eventually. Can f- like, you know, they're no dummies. They know what they're there supposedly to look like and to do. Eventually, once you find that they get with friends or they, they're in on their social side of things, you'll start to learn. Because other people in our community also had au pairs. So then they all start to cluster. And then the neighbors will tell you. You'll hear it. You know, oh, your girls went out and I heard yours stay behind. To you know go. what? I have, a, I have a neighbor. And thank God for real neighbors who care about your kids I was walking home and I like you know gave myself a second to breathe I like had had a babysitter with one kid and my mom with another and I sort of thought you know what I'm not gonna stick around I'm gonna go give my go on a walk and a neighbor comes up to me and goes hey I just saw Paz with a new babysitter I said yeah she goes no you gotta go home now I was like, what do you mean? She goes, I don't want to scare you. Like, it's okay. But she was just walking in front. Paz is three? She's little. I've seen her with other babysitters. This is not the one. Can you imagine? You mean she wasn't holding her hand? She wasn't holding her hand. She wasn't talking to her. She was just right. She was in front of her on a busy street in, in Brooklyn. And my friend from the neighborhood had an eye out for me. Hey, Brooklyn. That's where I'm born and raised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what you need. Right. You need people who are going to put eyes and ears. Sometimes you catch them. Like I had one au pair. She um, took I took a while to babysit her with the kids, sent them out for the day to play. And my kid came home screaming with the older one carrying the little one. His mouth is full of blood, screaming at the top of his lungs. And she's trailing behind. I'm looking at her like, first of all, what's going on? Second of all, come to find out she lets the, the toddler ride his bike downhill not beside him. So the crook, you know, the cracks in New York streets. So he hits a bump. Over he goes. Yeah. And it's, the, you know, it's the older kid that grabs him and runs home. She doesn't pick him up. She doesn't, you know. Wow. So, yeah, she was really upset when I gave, I yelled at her. I was like, what are you thinking? And she locked herself in the room. Right. <laughs> you know, what's really interesting is that, like, um, the conversation around childcare started because I was congratulating you on a really magnificent career, like Thank a meaningful, God. amazing career. Yeah. And two children. Yeah. And a husband. Yeah. And the and the answer, the honest answer of a mother of 20 years is I have support. Correct. <laughs> Which is different than I love every single guest that has ever come on this show, really. But it takes a 20 village. years to look another woman in the eye and say, baby, the only way to do it is with a babysitter. And sometimes they come home with a bloody mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the real, that's the, the payoff. Like, it's like, uh, we need, we need schools. We need, we need, uh, you know, babysitters. We need au pairs. We need grandparents. We, that's the only way to after build a career. Programs, we need after school programs. We need all of these things to help us as the parents continue to support these kids. Because it's right. not cheap. It's it's the opposite of cheap. Complete opposite of cheap. And also, you know what else is the opposite of cheap is like you having never pursued your career because the amount of therapy <laughs> that it takes to make up for not living your life. Or to feel guilt for the things that I felt a lot of guilt for my first child because I was so heavily um, in my career, I was flying all over the place with clients in the music industry, video here, album cover here, you know, award show there. I had the help, but I did. I had a lot of guilt 
And you didn't feel that with the second one, did you? No, because the industry had changed. So I wasn't traveling like I used to. And I also knew um, how to maneuver it a little bit better. That's right. Um, yeah, I had seven years difference. But was it seven? Nine, I think. Nine, nine. Thank you. Right, 11 I'm and like, 20? it's me and my sister is seven. So I'm I'm the baby. I'm so, seven years younger than my sister also. And 10 years younger than my brother. And nine years older than my brother. Ah! <laughs> how is that age gap between your kids? Are they, are they close? They were. Um, I feel like now I have... I've had two single kids. Yeah, I felt like I was... I don't know how you felt being seven years younger than your... Oh, I felt alone. ...sister, but you felt alone. I felt alone. Yeah. And what's interesting is that apparently when a child is seven or, um, seven or more years younger than mm -hmm. their sibling, they think of their sibling as another parent. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> no? Nah, I didn't think of my sister. Hi, Sonia. I didn't think of her that way. Um... No, I just, she wasn't anyone, I, I we didn't like each other. Okay. She thought I was a tattletale, I thought she was a bully. Oh. Like, we just did not get along. Well, you were tattletaling on her being a bully. Probably. Yeah. Because she probably did so many things to me, <laughs> and I told, and, you know. But now we've been, you know, as we've gotten older, she's my best friend. Like, wow. she's my best friend. I can call on her for anything. So, I mean, I hope, you know, with boys, they're different. I almost so get why men are the way they are because you know them intimately now because they grow they literally are born that way like what way tell me more I, the, you know like the mars the venus like they are very different beings so um just seeing the quirks in in my sons that i don't get you know most of the times you get you, you meet a guy and you're dating or you marry him and you go what was your mother <sighs> like how did she not and now i can say it's not us not us. You know what? I really I appreciate promise. that so much because like, you know, we blame ourselves for everything you and do. society blames mothers for everything. They do. I saw I saw some crazy podcast talking about how like it's single mothers fault that they're that children of single mothers get in trouble excuse me yeah it's not our fault that's excuse me yeah, it is not the, our fault the father who's just not exactly. there she's doing the best she can oh my no, god no but boys men are just they're made different like i really understand it now yeah and from and the beginning from the jump yeah there was another guest today whose whose child is in um whose son is in his teens. And I was like, how's it going? She's like, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I love my babies. Of course, there I are mean, everything. I love them with all of their, you know, differences. And But, you know, and they say boys love their mother to eternity. So I'm hoping. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they are very different. And the drive, I guess, because I, as a female, I have a, a certain level of drive. And I see it in friends who have daughters. Like, those girls are on it. And then boys are a little bit like, yeah. Oh, my God, they're more chill? I'll get to it. <gasps> like, I mean, I'll get to it, Ma. Wow. And it's just kind of like, ah, like, I'm such a type A person so that we're battling all the time. And, you know, I've come to understand some of this. I just have to let it go. Yeah. You know, if you want to preserve the relationship, some of it, you just kind of have to just give it to who you believe in. Mm -hmm. I throw it up. And I was like, I'm, Take I'm it. handing it Too to you. Too big for me. Yeah. I mean, you do the best you can and then you let go. 
You know, I was thinking about um, you saying that you had mom guilt, which is like the most ugh, the, It's the it is horrible. It is. It's like I make I make I go right. I feel shitty. I go left. I feel shitty. Yeah. I go straight. Shitty. That yeah. shit. Ah. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's societal. I don't know what it is, but it's so interesting that you said like when your first son was little, you weren't around because of work. But now you're so invested in him, and it's like, you know. We we put so much onus on the mom in the beginning, you know, the years of these children's lives. And it turns out, like, there are babies f literally forever. No, for sure. But even when he was tiny and I was traveling, I was managing what was going on at my house yes, you from were. afar. Of course you were. I had my schedule. So-and-so is supposed to be here, there. Is the baby picked up? Has this been done? Like, so... I wasn't absent. I was just physically not there. But to me, I felt like to him, I worried that, you know, he sees grandma, he sees the au pair, he sees daddy, where's mommy? Yeah. You know, so, and then he had special needs. And then we found out, you know, at age three that there were things. So, you know, I just did. Then you start thinking, what did I do? What did I do? That's I what we always that think. for years. I'm. It's, For is me to talk about this and not be in tears, I know I've come a long way. I'm so proud of you. I'm in awe of you. Mm, I, thank you. I really am in awe of you. And also the fact that you're sharing it. Well, because no one shared with me. I learned all of this, even just fighting with the Board of Education on his, you know, schooling, things like that. You know, we had to sue our school district because we weren't getting the kind of support for him that I felt he needed. Um, yeah, it was just, I wish I had more knowledge prior as opposed to working, as opposed to learning by fire. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, it's, they, they depend on most of the system depends on you being ignorant and emotional. So then you'll fall on their words if they say it confidently enough. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just kind of, when it doesn't make sense to me, um, yeah, I'm a bucket until it makes sense. So I feel like uh, we've been through up and down. Bryce has been to several schools. Hell, one of them was so expensive, I didn't know how we were going to pay for but it. But that's why you were gone. Mommy, that's why you were gone on those fucking planes and photo shoots. You had to pay for school. Mm -hmm. You had to pay for the for the psych evaluation. Mm -hmm. You had to pay for your own therapy to like deal with the the stuff. Yeah, but it's also the thing to say for people who don't have that, they still can get the help, right? So they just have to know to push and to make sure that it, you don't have to be a celebrity fashion stylist and have a, a good bank account or a father who's a Cisco engineer and be able to, you like, you can have this, like those kids still need it too. So, you, you know, it's, it's about fighting for all of the kids, which is kind of like what I started doing when it, my, my kid was in school. I was like, it's not right for mine, just like it's not right for the rest of those that are in the classroom. If their parent doesn't have the ability or the knowledge to stand in front of you and tell you you have to do this I'm gonna do it for them so yeah it's just kind of a little bit like you do for you but you know that it should trickle down to other people as well thank you so much <laughs> thank you so much what did he need or what do they need if, if it's not specifically your son like what do children with you know, learning differences need in these schools? Well, for me, I felt like I didn't trust the school telling me they're eva evaluating them because they're only going to work off of what they feel their budget can handle. Oh, wow. I felt like I can't trust what you're telling me is the full story because it was so convenient 
that what you say he needed was just within the realms of what you could do. So I would go and have it done separately, which they it would piss them off because they have to go by that. Yes. Um, so different hope, evaluations. You a mean? different evaluation. Someone who is you know neutral, had you know no hand in either bucket, not being paid by the board of education. I want someone who um, can give me um, a real a, a, a real diagnosis with no no nickel in the quarter you get what yes, i mean I do, of course um so a quarter in the nickel i don't, I don't know nickel y'all don't have a nickel in the quarter i was right okay. yes <laughs> but i get what you're saying yeah like yeah, so it. it was um important to have that and then i'd slide that across the table and be like that's the evaluation we're going to go off of you can flip to the summary and so if they didn't have it within their budget or their abilities they'd have to do it outsource and that means more money so, I mean, my taxes are my taxes, so put it to work to wow. where I need it. Thank yeah. you for this. Yeah. Really, thank you. You know, I, 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 my kids go to a, a, a great public school. I'm sure yours did too. It was do. okay. Mount Vernon, in New, I was in Westchester. I moved up to okay. Westchester after um, my oldest was a little bit older and it was time. My husband, I wanted to buy. Yeah, girl. And I found a beautiful high-rise condo in Dumbo. Overlooking the uh, Empire State Building, everything was gorgeous till he saw the price tag. And yeah, he was like you're going to Westchester. Not as not as gorgeous. <laughs> Although Westchester is really pretty, it's nice, but yeah. it's not. I'm a New Yorker. I'm a Brooklyn girl through and through. I yeah. wanted that, you know, sleek lifestyle. And he was like, "You're going. Let's go." So I went kicking and screaming, but we made a home of it. I'm I enjoy being there. Um, I, I just went to a country club in Westchester. Which and it was one? Very cute. I don't know. What was it called? It was very nice. There was a pool. At some point, they were like, they took they took me aside and they were like, oh, um, w- are you staying for dinner tonight? We'll bring some crafts for the children. I was like, what is happening oh, here? You guys have that out here. No, we do not. There's no country clubs in Hamptons? Oh, in the Hamptons. Sure. I mean, well, not, I, I, not really. No, but not no, for me. I mean, do. I don't I'm not a part of the, a country club in the Hamptons. I'm sure. I've, I've only been I visited a friend's country club in the Hamptons once and I felt afraid i felt like i felt like there were a lot of rules in westchester however they were like so accommodating Mm -hmm. it's very family friendly i'm just saying pros and cons true but um the but the public school there was just okay okay. It it was just okay for what they say you know westchester you pay all these taxes and you get great schools it depends on which county you're in they're all not this they're all not made equal so Mount Vernon, where it's predominantly people of color, mm-hmm. it, you don't find that the school systems are as great as maybe Pelham, okay. right? Where there's like million dollar homes is the average. So it's working class communities to, you know, more than one percent. Yeah. It's very different. Yeah. But overall, you know, there's good there's there's good and there's okay. And yeah. then there's bad, just like anywhere else, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So what ended up um, happening with your son? You said he just, he he just graduated. got a final diagnosis recently. Oh, yeah. Um, a friend of mine happened. I met a, a friend through a friend, and she was a pediatric neuropsychologist. And I told her what was going on. She was like, well, most kids of color don't get a diagnosis by a title. Why? Because I never had one been in out of you know he'd been going and getting evaluated since he was three but then no one could ever really give me a a title like other than adhd what is it what is him having 
to do with being of color? I, I have that no idea, but it? that's what she said. Because it was like, as opposed to being able, to, why wasn't why was it until she gave him his evaluation that I could I say neurocognitive delay? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know but why. But you knew as his mother, something's up. I knew that he had, a, I mean, I knew that he he was considered special needs and he had comprehension issues, but I was. it was as vague as that. Mm -hmm. There was never anything to really pinpoint exactly what is the title of what he has. Is it dyslexia? Is it, you know, is it autism? Is it, um, what is the other one that um, I thought he might have? Um Oh, it starts with an A. Um, Asperger? Asperger. Which is part of the autism spectrum. It is. But so is ADHD, isn't it? I don't think so. Or maybe, maybe. it's just part of it. But he never, he they would never diagnose him with autism. They said he's below what the range is. So he was at this gray area that he's not autistic, so he doesn't get those kind of services that would be given. But he's under that, but he's not, he's, he's in a gray area. So it was almost like anything he did, we had to just pay out of pocket. So thankfully, you know, my husband had more of a steady kind of a corporate job. Yeah. You know, I'm a gig worker, it's what we call us, right? So Me too. It's, a, it's so disrespectful. A gig but worker? A gig freelancer. Worker. Freelancer is what I'm used to. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, those days of growing up and saying, oh, I'll eat an apple. I'll be fine. You know, that young girl is like, give me an apple. I don't need health insurance. What is that? Um, <laughs> no, literally. Literally. No, no like lying. actually she's giggling. We have Laura over here giggling. Literally. No, it's like a literal thing. Give me an apple. I'm good. I'm like, I don't need to eat. I, I you know. This I, I'll I'm do a, stay I'll this do a way voice, forever. Yeah, I'll do a voiceover gig, and they'll they'll feed me some coffee, and I'll that we'll call good. that lunch. We're good. Yeah, yeah, but eventually, youth, youth, you know, it it runs from us, and we end up having to figure this thing out. We think about pensions all of a sudden and yeah, retirements and and stuff like that. And high so. rises in Dumbo. <laughs> we think about it. <laughs> I will always think of that. There's still time. I know there is. Okay. Oh, don't you forget. Don't you forget. I know I'm going to get it one day. I know you are. Get these kids out my house. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I think Bryce is, um, he's a sweetheart and he's excited to be an adult. It's just, he's just got to slow his britches a little bit. So. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, I guess you were telling me that, you know, that. <sighs> That it gets it's all it almost gets harder when they're older because like you're not as uh, you can't be around well, all the time. Well, you can't really stop him. You like he's twenty. Him. I mean, how many times I can't run in front of the door and say I forbid you to go out with those these guys? They're jackasses. Yeah. And he'll go. Well, I want to go. Right. And I'm going. Right. And then you know what am I supposed to do? I can't put you on punishment and turn send you to your room. So, yeah, I, it's it's a whole nother world that I'm just not used to because I'm used to being able to say because I said so. Right. That doesn't work anymore. I, <laughs> I have to say, though, that like I, I really do think that our kids have it better off than, you know, than we did. Like you, you're such an in tune mother. Like you've advocated for him his whole life. Like we have to know that some of it has landed on him, that he knows that he can come to you. We would pray. I mean, that's what our parents said. I mean, I swear my mother thought I was a streetwalker. Like, my mother I definitely def thought I was a bad kid. She was like, you're <laughs> going to corners. Like, I was like, 
And who am I? Just a little bit. No. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just like a healthy amount. <laughs> what is healthy amount? I don't know, right. but it felt healthy. It held healthy. Well, my mother held me really tight. She's a Southern woman, you know, had very old traditional ways and we would follow it. And then as soon as I could break free from her, yeah, I was like, <laughs> you know, lost it. But, you know, you it does. It reels back in. And I'm like, look. I'm, I'm okay. Look, I'm a pillar of the community now. You look absolutely at that. I'm really are. just jiving. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, you know, you come back. So it, it all drips in. I think the the hope is that if they're ever in trouble, they feel comfortable enough to call us. That's the hope. Yeah. You know, like just that they can call us. Yeah. The hope is that they don't have to wait till they're in trouble. I'd rather you tell me the truth beforehand and stop worrying about being in trouble with me. Right. And just telling me the truth. Because my son has helped set me up a couple of times with the lies. And, you know, you want to go put your, your, your cape on and your sword and you want to battle the dragon for them. And then you find out. They were telling you a lie in the first place. So for me, um, honesty is a big thing. Even in a relationship with a, you know, a man, it it just, liars is my thing. Yeah. I can't do it. So you lie to me, I'm good on you. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's so hard because I also, my kids are really little and when they lie to me, I feel so angry. <laughs> and they're Aww. so little, right? Like you're like thinking about little, 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 kids. little lies. Like, Those little, are little. cute, but yes, nip it in the bud. Okay, I don't know how. <laughs> how do you nip it in the bud? What would you? What What kind of advice would you give? No, you have really good conversations. Like I think with them, it's and then there's also repercussions, right? When you told a lie, there's there's you know you there's a punishment to be had. So what is that? Something that you really like has to go away because of what you did. And then we explain it in a sense so that you understand and you follow through. Because if you don't follow through, you are setting yourself up from now until eternity to never really be able to put your foot down and they believe you. Do you feel like the second time around is easier? Yeah. Well, you were saying with the au pair for sure. Well, not even just so that. Just in my kids were very different. My youngest is is a smart aleck. Like, I, you know, because of all I went through with the first one, I'm looking for everything. Oh, yeah. I'm looking at everything to see, you know, do you have any delays? Is there something going on? So I was really, really hypersensitive to everything he was doing. And I realized that um, he was really super smart. And so I put him in school at two. And, you know, he's it naturally comes to him. He doesn't really even try. So he starts, you know, sixth grade in September and um, he's going to a a very prestigious private school in in Westchester. And I'm very, very proud of him. And he's like, I don't like school. I mean, I'm good at it, but I don't like it. That's what he says. So I have very much, you know, I have two kids on on two different ends of not one is just doesn't have to work at it and the other one does yeah, right yeah, so, so it's just hard. kind of you know you just kind of have to learn how to to adjust for both of them and be enough of a mom for both right so and to yourself right love that part i'm learning that now tell me all about the it the self care like putting me first so when i turned 50 I oh was, my god you're no 50 way. get out should i not have said that sorry no oh, i'm okay. like y'all are funny <laughs> 
No, I'm 52. You're so beautiful. Oh, thank you. But when I turned 50, a lot of things changed for me, like a light went on. And I was like, yeah, it's going to be me doing me. So, yeah, I'm in the midst of um, starting afresh in very many ways. Really? Yeah, I'm starting afresh. So, you know, I'm always going to be a mom, but I won't always be a wife. Wow. Yeah. And so it's it's starting over. And um, I'm excited and scared at the same time. But, you know, as a mom, I needed to pull my kids in and finally just talk to them about it and just and hope that they would forgive me. Yeah. I don't know. I think, you know, my parents um, didn't get along. And I begged them to get divorced. I asked my mom to to leave too. You did? Yeah. And she did. I've thanked my mom for leaving before. My parents divorced when I was four. And I was like, the idea of the, of the two of you being in a house together trying to raise me is like laughable. I like, know you didn't say you. that at four. Oh, I said it like probably at six. They were divorced at four. But like, wow. I was very much like, you are two people that are too fiery to be in the same house together. Like, get it together. <laughs> it was like two lions trying to raise a bear. Like a bear cub that's like, guys, come on. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's for me also was about showing my kids that it doesn't end, right? Our relationship will always be. Their dad is an amazing person. Mm. However, if you ever get into a relationship and you grow apart, I don't want you to feel like you have to stay in it to um, and then live an unhappy life yeah. for the benefit of others. Like my kids are not going to maybe understand it right away, but I hope what they see is a different parent individually happier amen yeah and maybe we can all go on vacation together still like i don't hate him i just he's just not enough husband for me that's right that's it but he's a good dad and you know a good person overall so i'm hoping that we can get to a place where we can um still be a blended family together i love that yeah but i had to start putting that i had to do it i had to do it and i promised myself I'm losing friends already. Why? Meaning death. No. Yeah. And so it's just kind of like, oh, no, it could be any day. So I'm going to live today like it's my last, you know? So, yeah, we, we, we all need to do that. So I'm hoping my kids just see the courage in that versus, you know, the the American family, you know, the picket fence. We got the pick, the dent, the fence, the dogs. We have all of that. But, yeah, I just want them to see more love. You know, it's so funny because I think to myself, we, we, we think of things in such extremes. Like, they do have the picket fence and the dogs and the brother and the mom and dad who are together. Like, just because it's not only that, that it changes, doesn't take away that it existed. Like, Correct. I don't, I don't know if you remember, like in the beginning of motherhood when they were like exclusively breastfeed and it's like well if I like breastfeed a little and I formula feed a little I'm still breastfeeding yeah there's a lot of shame in that there's so much shame in it it's like just because it's not all the picket fence picket white fence and the the parents together doesn't take away that that existed Mm -hmm. that was a thing in their childhood Mm -hmm. it does you know it doesn't it's not the whole thing Mm -hmm. but it was there yeah we tried it. No, I tried it too. I actually, I didn't, I thought I was dying when I first 
had my breast engorged <laughs> in the hospital. I woke up and was like pressing that button and was like, oh my God, something's wrong. And the nurse came in and she walked in, she looked at me, she walked back out, didn't say a word. I was like, what is wrong with her? What is wrong? And sure enough, she came in with a pump and they had to teach me how to do it. But yeah, I didn't enjoy it at first. I actually started feel, I think it started postpartum for me mm. a little bit because I kind of didn't feel like this empowered woman that I was, this mm. career woman. Now all of a sudden I feel like I'm a cow mm. with teats and someone feeding off of me. And yeah. I was like, this is what I resulted. Like, this is what I am Yeah, it's now. like really, it's it's really a humbling It's a experience. mental fuck. I yeah. will tell you yeah. that. It really is. Yeah. And no one can help you. So it would be in the middle of the night, you're so tired and you, you're exhausted and this baby is crying for you and no one can help you. Mm -hmm. So it was like my husband would get up, call himself being supportive, but you're standing there staring at me. <laughs> so then it would turn into me yelling at you. I know. Because then know. I'm feeling like now I'm a spectacle? Like, get away. Like, you know, so he didn't know what to do. Like, poor thing. But it just, it's, it's, it should be more conversation about that in the beginning for people who are having babies to tell them some of these emotions are what's going to happen. Totally. And, and this is what may happen. If you feel like two rocks have fell on your chest, this is probably what that was. Know. And you know, the baby will bite on you yeah. and chafe you and blah, 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 blah. But then you have those moments where you're looking down at this baby and they look like an angel. Oh my God. It's like the most gorgeous it's experience. Most, also it is, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like really deeply uncomfortable and the satisfying. most profoundly satisfying ex it's like it's the white picket fence and mm. this new uh blended family you know it's like correct it's it's not one or the other correct and there's not one way to feel so you, the guilt of it all when you feel like when you look at that baby sometimes and you're you're mad at this new change that's happened in your life and you're just kind of like i love you but mm. like all of these things I'm I'm sleep deprived. I'm tired. My body hurts. I have, you know, stretch marks. Like all of these things where, you know, I had to take the belly button ring out of out of my <laughs> I had used to have a ring on my tummy. That <laughs> baby stretched it out. I've never seen it again. <laughs> but I mean then still time. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But yeah, I mean it's just motherhood is just a special but it's not for everybody. I was I Really thought I would just be fine being a godmother. Oh my gosh! And what happened twenty years ago? You know, too many drinks. No. I'm oh kidding. my god! <laughs> <laughs> that, that's totally, by the way, a valid. Um, Listen, I'm. I'm. That happens too. It is clear that I mean, you know, I don't know how many planned pregnancies there are a lot, but there are a lot that aren't. Yeah, it's you true. just go. You, you you know you go along to get along. You yeah. you feel like I'm all right I'm old enough I have somebody who's responsible and wants to do this let's go you know and you you jump into something that you have no idea what you're getting into I also think that these two little boys chose you oh for sure like that's the oh, real I hope they don't regret but they yeah. don't <laughs> they don't you're a very special person oh, thank you it's just like you know there was a choice made even even in those moments and like listen i i really believe in a woman's right to choose for sure uh and i really also think that those little boys have a right to choose and they chose you hmm. do you know what i mean that my little little ones chose me there were choices made this is true 
you know? Well, Ayurvedically, they say that like the, God, let me see if I can get this right. The soul hovers above the garba or like your physical body, which would be in your mom at that point or whoever is birthing you um, until you're 120, like in 120 days into gestation. Hmm. And then basically like the imagery is like this little tiny soul is like just trying to be like, what looks cool? Where would I want to go? And then it's like, oop, you, oop, (laughs) you, which is like four solid choices by these kids, (laughs) truly solid choices. If an aura, they say your aura is like eight feet extended, right, in front and around you, yours must be 12 to 20. You can feel your like good energy. I could feel it coming into the building. So Yes. So like – Thank you for sharing that with us because yeah. it is tr- you. It's magnetic. You can feel it from extremely far away. Yeah. Wow, That's this awesome. is the most quiet um, Laura's been all day. She's all just day. listening to you. Yeah. Special. Oh wow, beautiful well, woman. Thank you. Thank you so much. No, this was this was fun. I don't ever get to talk about being a mom. Really? Yeah, no, I mean, that's not really the conversation. Everyone wants to talk about fashion. You know, fashion styles, who are you doing? What's your shop? You know, what you're shopping for? What's the trends? How was this show? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then you're a mom. You know what I mean? You give your bio. It has all these other wonderful traits. And, da-da, and at the very bottom, you'll go, and a mom of two. And, you know, all these other things. So Meanwhile, you've been working so hard <clears throat> at it. At both equally as hard. I know. Or, right? or- and I wish they would cut a check for that one. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> no, we were just talking about how in the fashion industry, you know, that the interns get paid now. And we were all like, I interned for free. You interned for free. Da, 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 real like, jobs. The first not thing even, I thought, no, by the way, when we were jobs. all gabbing yeah. about that, guys, was like, I work really hard as a mom. I don't get paid. <laughs> but, you know, it's not it's not a job. It's like a soul's calling. It is a soul's calling. And it's forever. It's for life. Like, you just... As the end, at the end of the day, as an adult, now I know how much my childhood impacts who I am as an adult. Yeah, that I take it so seriously, the decisions I make for them, trying my best to not know that they're they're loaned to me, and not they're mine. Right, they're loaned to me, and so I'm trying to pour into them the things that I know, learned, and have been taught. Um through life and then through my own, you know, lineage, some things that I hope they'll then do for their family. But yeah, like this is something that's generational. So what I pour into them, I just, it just, it puts so much weight on me sometimes of just always wanting to be a perfectionist, which I kind of am, which is a bad thing to be. It really is not a good thing to be. We're not, we're not talking in goods and bads anymore. What? We're not talking in goods and bads anymore. It's not a bad thing to be a perfectionist. It's you not are, a great thing. You are doing thing. a great job. We try, right? You and are I'm doing sure. a great Thank job. You. But you, you really it, are. You know the inner critic within oh you. Oh, my God. It is so, so loud, the it's inner critic. Loud, it's loud. It's raw. It's mean. It's, it's nasty. Mean. It's nasty. It's hard. It's hard. And But if you're always a person that's reflective, which is what I try to be, because honestly, you need to self-correct. If you don't know how to self-correct, you're going to always, like, you'll never take anyone else's constructive criticism to heart if you can't really look back and reflect and go okay there's something about that that might have some truth let me look into that and so you know people who are that arrogant that can't kind of look inward then I I just feel like they're a lost cause at the end of the day 
So, yeah, that's the whole idea is to keep looking back and saying, what could I have done differently? Like when I've yelled, like my I've had a bad day and I don't know, people are pissing me off in my house. I come in, the dishes are all over the places, dog hair, no one Swiffered, like I said, like just pick a problem. I walk in and it's just kind of like I'm pissed off. I hate that that experience is what they get. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I'm trying to make sure that I give them experience of, oh, mommy's home. And I'm happy about and it. And I'm happy about I it. I know. Me versus, too. oh, shit, shit, you can hear me downstairs. Boom, boom. <laughs> like, what the hell? You know, I just, you know, and then I go take a shower and I'm all sad yeah. that I, that we I feel, we feel shame that we've stomped around like that. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Because yeah. you're so reflective. You Trinity. know what? My daughter, who's four, going to be four next week, she said to me, Mommy, when am I going to be a grown-up? And I said, Slow oh, down, Pazzy, this is the most important part of your life, your childhood. You're going to be a grown-up soon enough. And I really understand that that experience where you're like, oh, my gosh, my childhood basically is just on repeat all day long. So there's this weight I feel. And we call it perfectionism, but it's also like, wow, I really know how important their childhood is. Correct. Like, Don't you wish you could be a child now with the knowledge that you have now? Kind of, yeah. I do. I wish I Actually, could Actually, yeah. I've, I've, I've gone through a lot of therapy, so I, I would have done a few things differently. Mm-hmm. But... um. But I really, I really honor that you know that it's important that oh. like that at least we know that like the stomping. Our parents did not know that the stomping around would would carry with us for the rest of our lives. You know, or they didn't, didn't know. Care. <laughs> Do you think they? Mine didn't care. Mine but was did like, you look at you. I'm working and I'm doing you. Oh and yeah, I'm and you should say thank you. And they, you're welcome. You know, get it's your some shit of that together. too. She, like, my yeah. mom had big fuck around and find out energy. I so. love that. But like, I'm super grateful, <laughs> you know? I love it. And it, made, it shaped who you are and how you are, right? Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, good, bad, or indifferent. Like, I just feel like who they are, you know, like my mother doesn't know where her children came from. Like, I am not anything like her. My sister and I are very kind of type A, like a dude kind of thing. And she's very demure. She's, she's you know, I'm gonna say soft spoken until she's with us alone. Then she's Mike Tyson nice. or Joe Frazier. You know, like I was like, oh, don't get it twisted. Grandma, who's all soft and sweet and make apple pies, she used to thug it out with us at the door if you oh. came in late. <laughs> you know, come in at the door and she's standing there and all you hear is pow, you know. So it was just like, you know, we don't we don't condone all of that, but I have no problems with it. That to some point, you know, like I know that that woman loves me beyond anything, beyond anything, beyond anything. So you know, it's just like spare the rod, spoil the child was her idea of you know, like don't do bad, then you won't have this. And we're like, okay, yeah, you do your best, but yeah. yeah, you know, we live in a totally different world. Oh, for sure. We live in a totally different world. The fact that like you care about the energy you come into your home with, yeah. You, maybe not maybe you, they felt that way but just didn't have the words for it because oh, really? it wasn't really that wasn't the culture at the wasn't time wasn't the culture but i i want to feel like it's a human thing and not so much just a just a, a culture tell me meaning like as a mother you want your children to have you know happy feelings when they yeah, see you I know. they might not have had the words for it because we weren't we weren't talking about feelings like that no 
But I do believe that they wanted it. But it was, you know, it was other things. Like she sacrificed a lot. Um, yeah, she took a, a, a part-time job just to make sure she was home for us on half days on Wednesdays. And me, I'd be in the kitchen with her with my, what is that oven that you, with the light bulb? Oh, yeah, like the, like, um, easy bake oven. Easy bake oven. Good on you, Laura Lucetti. <laughs> Wanted one, never got one. Executive producer for good reason. I'm it. about the to buy one on eBay bake. and I'm maybe use really some 80s you. dust, you know, they cake really mix. Yes. <laughs> Love that. I used to do that on Wednesdays and I came home from school, go in the kitchen with her while she was cooking to make my little easy bake cake. Like, you know, she did try to create these moments for me to be just, you know, you just be a kid. We didn't have video games. We did. Atari came later with the little Frogger and horrible to what they are now right but how they were just the best thing ever do you want to play you go outside and play you figure it out get some chalk get a rope you know find a friend or a bike find a friend get a bike tree i wish it was that way now a little bit more than it was like my my 11 year old i can't get him out of his room yeah i've made it too comfy it did, really is a good did room. Did you style it? I did. You did it with all of your I talents? I did. It's a really good room. He has the best room in the house, to be quite honest. Oh, no. You got to move him out of that room. I know. I should You got to move into that room. I'm moving out. I'm oh! <laughs> you can delete that. Don't See you me. soon, Dumbo. <laughs> Listen. Not not about that. Um. Okay, so we're wrapping up. Where can we find you? What's up next? Oh, well, this pending strike has really put a pin in what is coming up next in the TV and film world, Tittle. right? Yeah. yeah. So I have um, been doing some pivots. I am creating a fashion program for school um, to teach fashion styling 101 to students from pre-K to eight. Wow. I'm going to do it in levels. So it's all things that will help entrepreneurship, leadership, confidence, um, those kind of attributes just from learning how to design or show how to coordinate colors, things to that effect. That um, So I'm hoping that I can pick the, a couple of schools that would like to do that as an after-school program. Wow. And um, also then doing more executive presence styling for people. Anybody who needs a stylist for, you know, C-suite, C-suite, you know, officers or people who need to up, you know, upgrade their their look. Um, Beautiful. I'm going to take on that. So, you know. We've just produced so much content so quickly for so little money for our talent. I mean. For sure. For, for custom designers also, no? Oh. Yes. Thank you for saying that because oh, I'm like I hope yes. we're on the same side here. No, we are. I feel terrible. like we don't get we don't get anywhere near our due in what we do and how much we put into it. And they cannot shoot them naked. Hmm. So you know, I don't feel like costume designers get enough credit. Um, even hair and makeup get more accolades for their work. Really, I feel oh, absolutely, definitely, and also first one to get cut from a budget. Why do you think I made the pivot? <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. It's yeah. it's absolutely like thank you for doing it because it's literally it comes from I know it comes from such an absolute deep yeah. well of passion and yeah. love mm -hmm. because it is fucking thankless. It is Even thankless. though you're like I did that. That's why that looks the way it does and everyone loves it. Nobody gives a shit. When it's I was awful. on when I was on God friended me, I remember seeing a costume designer who I used to work with 
doing regional Shakespeare theater. And I was like, congratulations, you just had a baby. You're on the show. She's like, congratulations, you just had a baby. You're on the show. I would leave and she would be there tailoring away. And then I'd come back for the next episode and she just, the life was drained out of her. I remember how passionate she was about this job and how exciting it is to be mm -hmm. on television anyway i hope things change <laughs> but i didn't mean to no your story was thrilling was i giving you a face no, it wasn't i just, I I just felt sorry that that it was the case because it was just like she never saw her baby she yeah. never saw her baby she was she was just like sewing so much all the time and then there was this one guy who wanted to keep his costumes and she would have to like tailor his stuff for the red carpet and Anyway, thankless. someone should have thankless. That was the word you want to say right there, thankless. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we are giving a service. It's a service position. It's also an art. And that's it what, is that's very the much lost, an art. That's it lost, is lost in translation. It very much is. And I think not only on the actors, but on the directors, on the producers, on Hollywood altogether. Not this producer. Hey, <laughs> we love that. So and not this actor, by the way, because... um. I, I, the costume tells you so much about the character. Everything. It's also, just the way it feels, the way it fits, the way it looks, the way it smells, like where it hits you on your legs. I mean, it tells you everything about this character. But it helps character. the actor. Of course it does. Create who they are, try who they are emulating. So, I mean, it, it really is it's the other side of the pillow, you know, the, the cool side of the pillow. Yeah. It's the other side that helps you, you know create these characters that you put on tv and film but yeah i just i still love it god help me i just i still do and i also love the idea of being able to bring new kids in the block like you know pulling Mentoring. up new kids interns who are interested pas who have the passion for it give them a place that they can learn and grow thank you yeah so we'll see thank you for your work thank you for Yo, your mothering welcome. thank you for your time <laughs> Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate Thank you. it. You so are a total star. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, have me back again. We'll talk some more. Any other questions, please feel free to ask. Hit me on the Pamela Watson on Instagram. Beautiful. Can't wait. Cool. Bye, friends. <laughs>